0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live On Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul the Shrink, who expands your life with another episode of Live On Purpose Radio. And my amazing guest today is none other than Pamela Jett. Say hello, Pamela.
1: Hi, Dr. Paul. Thanks for having me.
0: Hey, thanks for joining us at Live On Purpose Radio today. Folks, Pamela is a communication skills expert. (laughs) That word, expert. Yeah. Yeah but you've been doing this for a long time.
1: Yes, I I actually feel okay calling myself an expert. It's what I did all of my education Mm -hmm. in, including a couple of advanced degrees, and I've been speaking and writing about communication and the power of communication for a couple of decades. It's a real passion for me.
0: So as a speaker, trainer, author, you've earned the title of expert. You've
1: and And someone who's also been enrolled in the school of hard Knocks, I'll tell you that I've learned yeah. a few things by well, trial and error, like life we all teaches have. you
0: things, doesn't it
1: but yeah, and sometimes a little more painfully than we would like in terms of how we're communicating and how we can use our words consciously to either build people up or tear people down and I think they're nice. so powerful
0: so I think we'll have a chance to pick your brain a little bit today as a communication skills expert to see if we can live on purpose a little better. Absolutely. There was something that caught my attention on your website, though, and I just have to say this so that I get it off my chest, right? <laughs> okay. Oh, well, and by the way, folks, if you're listening in today and would like to get a little visual, we've got the Skype going, we've got the visual, uh, which is at Live on Purpose TV, and you can find that on YouTube. So, TV uh, is where you can find that feed. If you want to look at me and Pamela and... I will try not to scare you. So with that little announcement, back to what I found on your website. I clicked over to one of your pages where a video immediately, or an audio at least, started to play. And you were teasing people a little bit about happiness. And about how there's some secret. You know, happy people have this secret or something. Mm -hmm. Take us there for a minute, will (laughs) you?
1: Well, it's something I talk about. You know that really happy people do have a secret, and it's not Prozac. And although it that has its place, the number one reason happy people are happy is because they make a conscious choice every day. They choose yes. to be happy. They get up every morning and they tell themselves, "Hey, I'm having a good day today." They make a proactive. I love the word proactive. It's one of my favorite words. Yes. They make that proactive choice to embrace that happy attitude, and I think it works. I get up every day and tell myself, "I'm having a good day today," and. Hopefully, I believe it enough, and it it turns into my reality. It's all of that self-fulfilling prophecy Mm. business we all know so much about.
0: Well, it's interesting that we sometimes expect for life to serve us up something different than it does.
1: Oh, absolutely. And no matter who we are, I think this is one of the truths. No matter who we are, we have our challenges. It's very easy to look at other people sometimes and think, wow, you know, they have it all. And if I could live my life on purpose, it would look like that. And Mm -hmm. we never know what challenges people have in their lives or what obstacles they have had to overcome or to deal with. And we all all are given our challenges regardless really? of how it looks on the outside. It's it, so So tempting, though, to be able to say, well, I'd be happy if or right. I'll be happy when. And mm-hmm. we make it all about that external or those circumstances as opposed to recognizing that happiness really is an inside job. It's all about the choices that we make and mm-hmm. to have that internal locus of control as opposed to an external locus of control.
0: And that starts to affect every aspect of our life as we make that choice. Would you agree?
1: Oh, absolutely. And what I've been fascinated by recently, I've been reading a lot in neuroscience and about how the brain is how the brain works. Mm-hmm. And what's really fascinating is if we make a conscious, proactive choice that we're having a good day or we choose to be happy, it really does something in terms of how we experience the world. I'm sure you're familiar with the reticular activating system. Oh, yeah. Yeah. you know, So if, if I decide I want to buy a new car and I do some research online, I'm going to start seeing that same make, model and color everywhere I go because I've kind of planted that in my brain. Mm-hmm. Well, same thing with choosing happiness when we decide, hey, I'm going to have a good day today our brain just starts to find evidence to prove us right and some of the bad stuff doesn't even resonate and we don't even see it and then it impacts our careers and our relationships and our ability to solve problems I mean it's just to me it's one of the most crucial choices and sometimes people wonder as a communication skills expert why I spend so much time talking about happiness and I think it's Crucial, Mm. because if I want to make smart choices as a communicator, it's really helpful if I'm coming from a positive, happy, confident place, as opposed to, you know, here we go again, and that victim approach. And so making that choice matters.
0: Absolutely. I'm glad you mentioned the neuroscience, because I've been reading some of this research as well, and there's a lot of it coming out that supports exactly what you're talking about here. It's about... Conditioning our mind and even mm-hmm. our brain. Now, there, I think there's a difference between our mind and our brain.
1: I, if, if I if I understand you correctly, the mind is maybe more of a soulful thing, where the yeah. brain is the organ exactly. that's in my skull mm-hmm. and. What I think is fascinating is we know that the brain actually makes those neural pathways, those connections. That's right. And I like to call them when I talk about this. I talk about them as brain wrinkles, and mm. you your brain actually wrinkles up. They're literal connections in your brain. These pathways are literal pathways. They're not metaphorical pathways. That's right. And when we talk to people about taking the path of least resistance,
0: mm-hmm. we
1: really sometimes are talking about using those old habits or those old patterns or those old neural pathways. Mm-hmm. So if I get in the habit of choosing to be happy, I'm creating this neural pathway or this brain wrinkle that makes happiness my default, not crabbiness or crankiness. And the same thing with new communication skills. And if That's I right. can learn new skills and create these neural pathways, I don't have to think, it's just not. It's not so hard. It's how I communicate. So I don't have to think about communicating in the positive, not the negative. I simply Mm -hmm. communicate in the positive as opposed to the negative.
0: Right. By habit.
1: Yes, by habit. But it starts out, I think, that every habit that we have starts out as a conscious choice. Right. And habits are the result of discipline. And so I make conscious, proactive choices every day that I'm going to choose my attitude, I'm going to choose my words, I'm going to choose how I communicate with others, and I'm going to choose how I spend my time and my energy and all of those things. And eventually those become my habits. And then they aren't so hard. It's just I don't even have to think about it. It's just simply how I live my life.
0: It's, it's how you've programmed it to roll.
1: And then it makes it easier for my mind to be free because my brain is doing some of those things that I used to have to spend some emotional energy on. I don't have to spend the emotional energy on those things now. That's just my default nature, and I can use my emotional energy for things that might be a bit more testing or trying or difficult for me, things that I have to think about or ponder.
0: Which actually puts you in a higher position of power and choice because now you get to allocate those resources based on what your priorities are.
1: Oh, absolutely. I I know so many people, and I'm sure you have interacted with them in your practice and in your business as well, Mm -hmm. who really are that victim. They are victims of circumstances and they get all worked up about everything, things they can do nothing about. They expend all this emotional energy being upset about things that they can do nothing about. But if your default mechanism is to be confident and happy, you realize, hey, you know what? I don't care if it's raining or snowing.
0: Mm -hmm. I'm
1: still going to have a good day or the roads are iced over. I'm still going to have a good day. And it doesn't require any effort to make that choice. That's simply how you behave. And then you free yourself up, like you say, to spend your time on those higher level things like being a better leader, being a better Mm -hmm. manager, being a better parent, being a better spouse, of being a, a better service to others.
0: Right. Whatever is important to you. What's truly important to you?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, nice. and that—that's that live on purpose business. I mean, mm-hmm. know your path, know your purpose, and when we can become the master of some of those other things, and kind of let the happy stuff be the default, mm-hmm. it does it frees us up to make more conscious choices about the things that matter to us with our life purpose.
0: That's right. So you're, and part of this training effect, going back to the neurophysiology. It is an actual physical structure that changes in the brain when you repeatedly practice something. Absolutely. And it puts it into this neural pathway
1: mm-hmm.
0: that allows you to scan your world differently.
1: Absolutely. Or to use that basic psychological concept to frame it up differently. You know, mm-hmm. choose your frame, decide how are you going to interpret a particular event. You get to decide whether something's positive or negative. And. Mm-hmm. That has such a huge impact from my perspective on how we communicate with one another. Because if my significant other sends me flowers and I frame it up as, uh uh-oh, you know, what they do now versus, oh, they care about me and want to be thoughtful, we're going to have a completely different conversation. That's going to have a completely different outcome Mm -hmm. based on how I choose to interpret that. And if my default is happy, life's easier. I always say when I teach communication skills to assume positive intent like assume that it's positive. I mean, people will prove you wrong. There are sometimes people who are are trying to be hurtful, mean, and nasty. But if we can start Mm -hmm. out with assuming positive intent, yields us better results. And that's a whole lot easier if we have programmed our brain to go there by default.
0: To look for it, to scan Mm -hmm. for it.
1: Intentional. Absolutely. And you can
0: find it. I had a colleague who uh, taught me this in a presentation once, and he had everybody close their eyes. And he said, okay, well, first of all, before he had us close our eyes, he said, now scan the room. Now find all the red. And if you're watching the video feed, you can see the red mirror, or the red uh, lamp behind me, or or you can see Pamela's red chair there in the background. It's, scan, find the red. Okay, now close your eyes. Where's all the green?
1: <laughs> and it's like,
0: huh? I was looking for red. And, and then when you open your eyes, when you ask your mind to look for the green, you can find it. And I've got people who come to my office all the time, and they're like, "Doc, there's no green in my life."
1: Translation: No no happiness, no joy. Yeah, whatever green is, right? Whatever that is, money,
0: whatever it is. Uh, But what have they asked their mind to look for? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, that is so powerful. So when we start from that place, and you're saying, assume, assume that other people have good intentions. Assume that it's positive.
1: And and. Of times when they will prove us wrong. I I never want to be so Pollyanna ish that I say that that is never going to happen. But I think we do so much damage because we take things really personally, we get our feelings hurt, and the other person didn't mean it that way at all right. and if we just take a moment and say what What if this was positive or what if their intent was positive is there a different way to look at this I often give the example in workshops or when I'm even doing keynote presentations about how you can be at work and somebody will walk past your workspace or your cubicle and they don't mm-hmm. say good morning right. and some people can get themselves like oh my gosh what did I do wrong or they don't like me or they must be mad at me they take it really personally Oh
0: yeah. but if
1: we assume positive intent we might think to ourselves wait a minute. Maybe they're on their way to a meeting and they're late for it. Or maybe they had a challenging conversation with their teenager before they went to work this morning. Or sure. maybe they're preparing for an important meeting. It's not about me at all. There there's nothing they weren't trying to be hurtful to me at all. It's about them needing to be in their headspace for something else. Yeah. And Which is my, usually
0: the case, Pamela. Oh,
1: the vast majority of time. We are not the center of most people's universes. No. Like
0: just because you're the center of your own doesn't mean that you're the yeah. center of anybody else's.
1: Which is, I think, a really hard lesson for people to learn. Like they, yeah. like oh man, I am like oh that they they must have meant this and they must have meant mm-hmm. that. And it sometimes it takes all of my professional discretion when I'm working with clients to not say, uh, really, you are not that important to them.
0: <laughs> no like, right. You,
1: like try, they didn't think about you. Like you're wondering, uh, oh, what what were they trying to tell me? They weren't trying to tell you anything. They were just trying to survive their own challenging day. Whatever's
0: and you... going on in their head, it's yeah. the noise in their mind. Not and you yours. might
1: be a little bit of collateral damage on occasion.
0: So, folks, let's get out of our destructive pride, get out of our own way a little bit to see that maybe it's not always about us. I think there's some more communication skills that we can learn from this communication skills expert, Pamela Jett, on Live On Purpose Radio. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to Live On Purpose Radio. We're so glad to have you here. Please come by the website, drpauljenkins.com, spelled with a D-R, drpauljenkins.com. On the website, you'll have an opportunity to receive a free download. And while you're there, make sure you click on the social media icons. Come over to Facebook, where we will be posting these episodes as well as our YouTube videos and other content and announcements for you to share. Please like us, comment, subscribe, join the conversation. We're happy to have you with us here at Live On Purpose Radio. Let's all support each other to live on purpose. DrPaulJenkins.com Hey Live On Purpose Radio listeners. The fact that you're listening to this show probably means that you're a fan of personal development. Your personal development library should include copies of both of my books, Pathological Positivity, and the pocket-sized companion, Portable Positivity. There's a dot-com for both titles so you can share these books with others. I also have a special offer just for listeners of the show. Go to drpauljenkins.com forward slash L-O-P-R for Live On Purpose Radio I'll send you signed copies of both for a special discounted rate that's drpauljenkins.com forward slash L-O-P-R Easiest thing is to react. The second easiest is to respond. But the hardest thing is to initiate. Seth Godin. Wow, so you got us queued up here. Pamela, I, I can't let you go today without, without grasping some of your, your expertise and your knowledge. You're a communication skills expert, for Pete's sake. <laughs> so um, some of our listeners, you know, we went into in the first half how you start from a positive place. Assume positive. Choose happiness. We all get that because that's all we talk about here at Live On Purpose Radio. While I've got you here today, what if you're interacting with someone, you know, who's just not there? Because sometimes we encounter people who are not coming from that positive space or they're just, just mean or crotchety or so lost in their own noise that it's hard to communicate with them. I know you've worked with this before. Where would you take us with that? What, what do you recommend, Doc?
1: Well, one of my most popular programs, I do it a lot for conventions and association meetings where they have concurrent sessions, Mm -hmm. is a program called Snipers, Steamrollers, and Chronic Complainers. And it's all about communication tools for dealing with difficult people. I even have a webinar that's available on demand with that content, as well as some of that content is available at my website, at my store. Uh. However... One of the things that I can share with our listeners right now is mm-hmm. how to effectively deal with a sniper. Uh, you know, a sniper is I like to call them someone who takes a pot shot. They say things that are mean, rude and nasty, but they sugarcoat okay. them. So you're not quite sure if you have been insulted or not. It's that oh. real snot. Do you know what I'm talking about? It it's can a very be passive really aggressive, subtle, but mean. yes, it's passive aggressive.
0: Oh, okay. You know?
1: All nicety nice on the surface, but underneath kind of nasty. So it's sometimes hard to determine, A, whether they were intentionally being mean, rude, and nasty. Mm -hmm. And it also is really beneficial for the sniper because they... Frame everything up in such a way that if you accuse them of being mean, rooted, nasty, they. I didn't say that. It's
0: plausible deniability. Yeah,
1: exactly. And that's kind of the Mm. core of passive aggressiveness. On its surface, it doesn't appear aggressive. And two characteristics of a sniper, at least from my experience, is first and foremost, they're chicken. Like, they don't mm. do assertiveness. They don't have the guts to say to somebody, hey, when you do X, Y, and Z, it bothers me. Please do something different, or could you not do that? They don't do assertive conversations. they That's mm. just not – they're chicken. Okay. And then the second thing about a sniper is that they like to take their pot shots in public. Oh. Because they're—they're safety in numbers in their mind. They assume – and this is where it gets really powerful for us to understand as good communicators – people who are snipers assume that we're not going to have the guts to call them on their inappropriate behavior in public. Ah. So they say their snide, catty thing in front of other people because they assume you won't have the guts to say anything. So what I typically recommend hmm. when I'm coaching people on how to manage this kind of passive-aggressive, snipey behavior mm-hmm. is first and foremost, have the guts to call them on it. because. Oh. Yeah, you get a call on it, but you do it in a very easy way, and it's a technique okay. that I call "make the hidden h i d d e n make the hidden obvious."
0: Okay, so, I love this concept: <laughs> illuminating the obvious.
1: Exactly, and mm-hmm. really, all you do is you say something like this. So, somebody takes a pot shot at you, or they they snipe you. You can say something like this: "Ooh." I thought I heard an insult in what you just said. Did you mean it that way? Or, oh, that hurt my feelings. Was that what you were intending? Or comments like that sound like you're not really on board with this project. Am I getting that correctly? And there's two key components to this. The wow, first, <laughs> the,
0: I'm hearing the first, some of them. Break it down for us.
1: Yes, the first mm-hmm. key component is when you share your interpretation of what you think they're trying to do. It's their hidden agenda. So if right. they're trying to insult you, you say, "Wow, I thought I heard an insult in what you just said." Now notice how it's not "you were insulting" or "I can't believe you said that." It's
0: "you're owning it."
1: I, yeah, I thought I heard that. Is I thought I heard an insult, or it sounds to me Could like. Be wrong. Yeah yeah it could be wrong but you just say hey it sounds to me like that was an insult and then you ask a confirm or deny question mm. did you mean it that way or was that your intent or you could even say you didn't mean it that way did you and you ask a yes mm. or no question now 99.9% of the time here's what the sniper's going to do Backpedal.
0: Oh, oh, no. Yeah.
1: Oh, they'll kind of mutter or or they'll say, hi, oh, sensitive. And when they do, you just smile and say, oh, okay. You just accept it. You take whatever Except. response they have. Just accept their response. Beautiful. Because now they know that you know.
0: You've put now, them on notice, basically.
1: Yes. And they now know you're not afraid to call them on their inappropriate behavior. They're going to think twice about saying something like that to you again in public because, remember, they're chickens. This is, all, this is unsettling them. And they won't admit it. So if you say, well, I thought I heard an insult. Did you mean it that way? They're going to say, oh, no, no, I didn't, I didn't. And you say, oh, okay. But now they know. And uh, it, it, you've not accused them. Brilliant. You've just said it sounded like that to me. Am I right? Yeah. And then let them tell you you're wrong. And then say, oh, "Okay, but now they know." This is—it's almost—it's like a magic wand for dealing with some difficult people when people are mean, rude, and nasty, and you just want to let them know, "Hey, Sparky, I'm on to you." But you do it in a way that's non-threatening, non-confrontational. Lets them off the hook; you're off the hook.
0: And it gives them an out. They can backpedal from that.
1: And and not only can they—about ninety-nine they percent of the time, they will. Now there is that rare sniper who will say, "Yeah." I did. But the brilliance of this, and that's why it needs to be a yes or no question. You don't ask, mm. what did you mean? You say, did you mean it that way? It must be a yes or no. There will be the sniper who on occasion will say, well, yeah, I did mean to. But now they've admitted to doing something inappropriate that In you can published. assertively ask them to stop. Yeah. You know, they, they've they admitted that they were rude.
0: So this takes a little bit of courage Oh, yes. Because typically we just try to ignore it or pretend it didn't happen or you know, secretly be offended and carry that around for a day or two. And then
1: we turn ourselves into passive aggressive people. We, that'll happen in a group conversation or in a team meeting. Someone will say something like that and we decide not to confront them. And then we have what I call the meeting after the meeting where we talk with a few of our colleagues that were there, or we go to the parking lot and say, can you believe she said this? And we, we kind of sink to that passive aggressive Mm. level. And if we want to be leaders in our lives And not managers, because although many of Hmm. us are managers and leaders, you don't have to be a manager in order to have leadership. We all have tons of leadership roles in our lives. If we want to be leaders in our lives, one of the secrets is assertiveness, is to be able to engage in communication that respects the rights of both parties, including yourself. So if I'm in a meeting and someone takes that snide approach with me, I can confidently just ask them to clarify, did you mean it that way? And they can say yes or no. But now everybody knows that I have the courage to stand up for myself. And I would also probably have the courage to stand up for them. So, yes, it does. It takes guts. And sometimes it's easier just to say, oh, I'll ignore it. But all that does for the passive-aggressive sniper is let them know that they got what they wanted. From mm-hmm. you, and you have trained them how to treat you, and they will continue to take those pot shots so once you're tired of it, once you 've had enough, use make the hidden obvious," and they 'll learn oh is, 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 i don't have an easy target, and yes, it takes all wow. it takes so much guts and courage to do this yeah, it does. But it also sends a message. It sends a message to your leadership in a professional setting that you have the backbone to stand up to difficult people, and then they're going to trust you with more projects, more opportunities. They're going to trust you to go to high-level meetings with other people who have strong personalities. This is a career and credibility booster. If you're in a leadership role, you are training the people you manage and supervise, Mm -hmm. that that kind of behavior is not going to be tolerated on your team and it's it's powerful that oh absolutely that's why we get up every morning and we tell ourselves i'm having a good day today and we start out on the inside i yeah. love what stephen covey taught us inner victories precede outer it's going to be so right. much easier for me to choose to use those assertiveness tools like make the hidden obvious mm-hmm. if i have that core of confidence that core of positivity so we start to build our communication skills from the inside out because then once we've got that foundation internally, these tools like Make the Hidden Obvious are easier. Now, notice I said easy.
0: Easier. Still going to be a challenge.
1: <laughs> and, but again, the more you practice this, just like the choosing to be happy, you're also creating neural pathways. You're also making the connection. So the first time you do it, it will be hard. You have to expend a lot of effort and energy. You'll have to Mm -hmm. think to yourself, now, what is it that I learned from Pamela on that podcast? Or I was listening to Dr. Paul. What did he tell me? And we have to think about it, and then we have to try and remember it, and then we have to try and use it. But the first time we do, it'll be, oh, and then I can do that. And we have that success. It feels good. Then it's easier the the next time, and then the next time, and then the next time, and pretty soon we are now able to do that as how we communicate naturally. Assertiveness becomes our natural communication choice as opposed to the one we have to work at.
0: That's right.
1: So I'm a big believer in just practice, practice, practice. Let's
0: hit just a couple of the key elements so that we make sure we, we grasp this skill, make the hidden obvious. So when someone's taking those pot shots, when, and it's, passive aggressive it's veiled it's sugar-coated
1: and sneaky
0: but i still believe that a cow pie is still a cow pie even if you lacquer it (laughs) (laughs) it's just painted now but when you know that that's happening so we're going to make the hidden obvious and you own it so you're not accusing them did i catch that part right
1: interpretation yes it's how you are perceiving the comment so it's it sounds to me, or sounds if, to me, if or I'm getting this correctly, or I feel, or, you know, to me, it sounds like you're saying, so you essentially say my interpretation of what you're saying is. And it, so you're not accusing them of saying it. You're just saying right. what I'm hearing is an insult.
0: And then you move to the next element of that, which is to ask a yes or no, either confirm or deny kind of a question.
1: And expect the denial.
0: Is that what you meant, or is that what you were shooting for, or was that your purpose?
1: Or did I get that correctly? Did I get that? Good. You didn't mean it that way, did you? Mm. You I I find sometimes that's real helpful. Like, wow, that was insulting from my perspective. You you didn't intend for it to be that. I
0: can't imagine that you would be such a jerk (laughs) as to... to say that <laughs> <laughs> so that one's a little veiled too yeah,
1: that might be a little bit over the top yes but if you just if you confirm or deny chance, and they will deny be prepared for the deny
0: and then when they deny just, accept oh, okay. it
1: yeah okay don't fight them on it just oh, okay or all right and yeah. it just and then lit- move on from there move on. yeah
0: beautiful that is brilliant pamela
1: well thank you that's why,
0: that's why you're the expert.
1: <laughs> well, one of this the things is... that I would hope our listeners are able to get mm. is that this is one of a myriad of strategies and tactics yes. that are available to them. so many of us try to manage our relationships, our leadership role our challenging communication situations by flying by the seat of our pants or by making it up as we go along and, and we have more to learn of what a we've lot. done before yeah. yeah we learn a lot in the school of hard knocks and accessing tools through podcasts through webinars through books through audios going to conferences and i love what benjamin franklin taught us benjamin mm. franklin taught us to empty our pockets to feed our minds and our minds will yes. feed our pockets And it's just so powerful to say, I'm going to learn to be a better communicator. I don't have to learn all of this in the School of Hard Knocks or by trial and error. I can read that book. I can listen to that podcast. I can go to that workshop, and I can take those tools, and I can ask myself, how will this work for me, and apply them, which is why I think you're doing a great service with this podcast, because you give people access to tools.
0: That's right. That's what it's all about, sharing the knowledge that we have. And Pamela, I want to turn this a little bit back into a commercial for you because you've got some amazing resources available from your website. Uh, Probably that's the best Place to send people is that? Oh, true?
1: absolutely! Yes, it's easy. You can just go to Pamela P A M E L A Jet J E T T dot com. Okay. So that's my name, PamelaJet.com. dot and that's what I call that the Mothership website because Beautiful. from there you can access my blog. You can also uh, invest in learning resources. I have audios, I have videos, I have books. You can also explore webinars. I do monthly webinars, which are all about trying out new skills and tools, and I emphasize the words to choose and the words to lose. So we do a whole lot of, say this, Mm. not that. So if you like the Make the Hidden Obvious type of tool, that's what a lot of my webinars are based on, skill and tool building. So whether you like webinars, or books or audios, you can find them all at PamelaJet.com.
0: So there it is. Pamela, P A M E L A J E T T dot com. Pamela has been our amazing guest today at Live on Purpose Radio, a communication skills expert. Lots of resources there on the website. Go check them out. And it's time, everybody. Go live on purpose.